1: No, Georgie, I'll tell you. What you need to know is being brought to you by Morago Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Funchy? All
2: right, guys. Got a little bit of breaking sports news from the LA Times. Oh, yeah. um, the owner of the Golden State Warriors, Joe Lacob, just mm-hmm. said he's exploring the purchase of the Angels. On a podcast with The Athletic, he said, I've always felt that it, LA always had great possibilities. LA is a huge market and is part of the LA overall market, the Angels. Uh, there are believed to be at least six parties considering a bid for the Angels, including Lakeup and LA Times owner Patrick Shushung. Um, not many people know this about Lakeup, but he worked at Anaheim Stadium for seven years when he was, when he was a kid as a peanut v- vendor. So, hmm. you know, it kind of works out, man. It's just, his life is going full circle, Circle, I guess, you know. Peanut vendor to owning the team now, right? Or maybe owning the team. What do you think about that, Cappy?
1: Well, I think that uh, Joe Lacob has proven to be a, you know, do what it takes kind of guy to win championships. And additionally, I think that if you are an Angels fan and you're considering uh, what the future of Angels Stadium is, Joe Lacob has proven that um, not only can he build a championship team. But he can build a world-class facility because moving from Oakland into downtown San Francisco and building the arena that they've built and charging the prices that they get to charge, I mean, they're they're creating a world-class experience for their fans. And I think that Joe Lacob is the kind of guy that would try and create a world-class experience for Angels fans in facilities and in team.
2: So I think that's pretty cool. I think, I think if I'm an Angel fan, I'd be super excited, you know, that just Joe Lacob is coming.
0: Who is an Angel fan, though?
2: Uh, I don't know. There's, there's some it's people this, around it's here. It's the
1: same three people that are Charger fans. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, let's if, if, just to say that the sale goes through, Joe Lacob comes, you know, there's a possibility that he can save Otani. I don't
0: know. Oh. He's coming to the Dodgers. That's what I want. Yeah, yeah I just want him but, to But you're
1: him. right, though. I mean, Joe Lakup comes through the door, and Joe Lakup brings major, major money and major, major backing of other big-money people and if he owned that team, I would think that Joe Lacob would say top priority, pay and keep Otani. That'd be a guess.
2: Yeah. I mean, he, look what he did with the Warriors. They won like four championships in eight years. Right? Stay Impressive in the bay. guy.
1: Impressive guy.
3: Is going gonna, is gonna to buy the Angels? I thought it was Ballmer.
2: Uh, it, it, well, the LA Times is 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 uh saying that he's a one of the prospective um guys that want to buy an Angels.
3: Listen, either one is great if you're the Angels, that's for sure. If you're the fan, of, you're a fan of the team.
2: But this is good though, right? Uh, Sadano, like, I mean, yeah, To, keeps it, it to keep keep Otani, right? I mean, like, you guys have been speculating well, that Ohtani's- he's gonna he's gonna take off after next year. I don't know if
3: Otani's staying. Like, I don't know if that sale happens quick enough to keep Otani.
1: All I'm saying is that if a guy like Joe Lacob takes over the Angels, what he's going to do is he's going to want to put superstars on the field. He'll spend what it takes, and then he'll build a world-class facility because I think the Angels Stadium situation is is a big part of why they're selling.
2: It's a terrible stadium.
1: Well, it's just old school. Yeah,
2: yeah. You know, but I'll tell you what, though. Can. I'll I tell mean, you what, though. The best yeah. part of that stadium, you can get out uh, the stadium really fast.
1: Yeah, uh, but th- listen, I mean, it's been there forever. I mean, listen, the Rams played there in the '90s. I
3: you thought know? they were going to move to Long Beach for a second. There was well, talk there, about that.
1: There was talk that Long Beach might want to get involved in having the Angels. Mm.
0: Are they going to be the Angels of Anaheim, Long Beach, whatever, whatever, whatever?
1: <laughs> I'm no, just but, saying. No, but I'll tell you right now, they move to Long Beach, they can start really calling themselves the the Los Angeles Angels, and people go, yeah, okay,
0: that's right. Mm, They're mm. the
1: Los Angeles Angels. Mm. Well, I mean, are mm. the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco, mm. or do people call them the Santa Clara 49ers? I
0: don't care. I'm not a Niner fan. Well, I'm just giving an
1: example. Just saying. You know, the New York Giants play in New Jersey. I mean, if the Angels move to Long Beach, they're more L.A. than they are right now in Anaheim.
0: I mean, that's true, but you know, no. Only one L.A. team, Cappy. I have banged it, huh? my
3: knee under this table here in this studio in Phoenix like How three times.
2: How bad months. does it hurt? Oh, How bad oh does it hurt Damn! I'm sure it does. I've done really? this plenty of times at the studio it's too. Got,
3: it's got like a like a rod, like a metal rod, like <laughs> uh, probably like four inches deep, and so I like to like fold like my legs like up. You know, and cross it over like, like a you know, like they look perpendicular. And when I put my right knee up three times, I have hit that damn thing.
1: Do uh, you need hey. some ice? Do you need some ibuprofen? I mean, do you no, need the I'm trainers? Be fine.
3: Maybe some ibuprofen later. I mean, there's trainers. I could always just go to like the Suns so or the Heat trainers since I'm doing their game tomorrow. Just ask I'm sure you could.
1: Stuff. I'm sure you could. They're uh, like, hey, hey, Jimmy Butler, way, do you move because I, my knee hurts because I hit it. Yeah, he's got a knee studio. thing. I got a knee thing. So right. let's
3: make that happen. Um, so, by the way, their bathrooms here fantastic. Nice Our bathrooms, bathrooms in that fu- radio station. Our bathrooms are fine. Their bathrooms out of control, game.
1: Well, our bathrooms are not our bathrooms. They're community bathrooms, you know? Like well, maybe so we need this. our own this bathrooms. Is,
3: you know, there's there's other, you know, offices here, but okay. the bathrooms in this building, out of control. First bigger of all, bigger space? Um, bigger space, not much bigger, but bigger space, nicer decor, mm. nicer smell in the bathroom. Oh, cool. Like wow. there's like a, there's Big like yo. a like a like some sort of like uh spray that they constantly sprays the bathroom. Um and then they got like this like soothing elevator music too. It's very calming.
0: What? That's cool. Yeah, that's lovely. I used to work at another radio station. The bathrooms were okay and they went on a massive renovation and they made them worse. And I said, how do you spend all that money to make it worse? Everyone hated them. The layout. They got like dark. It was weird. How do you do that? probably
1: were thinking to themselves let's put more money into the radio station and less money into the bathroom oh no 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 no, no. i think they misunderstood though that people actually want their bathrooms at work
0: to be nice and clean smell Mm -hmm. nice yeah some people aren't just nasty
3: af yeah all right that is what you need to know brought to you by Morongo casino resort spa good times less than 90 minutes from wherever you are all right so ramona's going to join us in a couple minutes we're going to talk to her funchie did you text her yet
2: just texted her yes okay great
3: um, so, yeah, we got she got a little five-minute warning, basically. So, we're going to talk to Ramona. We're going to get into, like, a number of things. So, I want to talk to her about this, Cappy. I want to oh. talk to her about where she thinks the Lakers are now, like, in regards to a potential move, mm-hmm. who are actually realistic targets, okay? And if the Lakers were to make a move, what kind of moves are we actually looking at that are realistic, like in regards to the people on the current roster and the assets that they possess? And then we could kind of maybe kind of branch out from there, but I think those three things are the things that people want to know, right? Like what's realistic, but those three iterations of that question and what is actually realistic.
1: Yeah, I think that um, for all the talk that there's been about making a trade and using whatever draft capital you have, And for most of us, we don't care about 2027, and we don't care about 2029. We don't know where we're going to be in our lives at that time, and nobody's thinking that far out. We're thinking about right now. But what I would like to to get from Ramona is who she thinks is, like, tradable. You know, does she still think that that Russ will be here the rest of the year, and then they'll clear a salary at the end, or is he more tradable now? And then just go by the names on the roster. Who is tradable ASAP? So I'm looking forward to that conversation also.
3: So, Momo will join us in a second. But, Cappy, in the interim, um, the NFL season, Mm
1: -hmm.
3: now that, thankfully, DeMar Hamlin is doing much better, uh, will continue, although that Buffalo-Cincinnati game officially been canceled now, according to Adam Schefter, literally moments ago. Uh, So that is official now canceled, which means it's put the NFL in a weird spot because they're actually trying to consider, well, what happens if, like... We have an issue with the number one seed because that game had a lot of implications for the number one seed in the AFC. No doubt. no doubt. There's talk about putting like an eighth team in the playoffs. There's seven currently right now in the playoffs, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, in the AFC, but no talk about doing that in the NFC. No. How I, is that even possible? So I, I read the
1: report earlier today from Mike Florio from ProFootballTalk.com, and he his report George was that to make things even that if you're going to put an 8th team in the AFC and take away the bye from the number 1 seed, then you have no choice but to do it in the NFC as well. Now, today is Thursday. The NFL will play games on Saturday. The Chiefs are trying to wrap up home field advantage, and the Titans and the Jaguars playing in the later game, it's a winner-take-all. So if the league is really contemplating adding an 8th team to the playoffs, they better hurry up and tell everybody. Because, George, after you've got the Chargers, the Ravens, and the Patriots in the wild card picture right now, Miami, Pittsburgh, Tennessee are all right there at 8-8. Eight eight. But if you were to add an 8th team, that Patriots-Bills game becomes critically important. The Jets-Dolphins game becomes huge. The Brown steelers game is a monster game. So I think this is an awesome idea, by the way. Add an eighth team.
3: No bye week for anybody. What do you think? At some point, do you water it down too much?
1: I don't think so. I think you could legitimately put eight teams in in both conferences and feel pretty good about it. Even if, by the way, the the, the eighth team is eight and nine.
3: Yeah, I don't know how many under 500 teams you want in there, though, without making it feel diluted. That's just me personally.
1: For me, so. it'll make week eighteen that much more exciting and it'll make the playoffs that much better.
3: Starting to get hungry. I had I a good lunch too. today, but I'm starting oh, yeah? to get what hungry. Oh yeah, what'd you have? Um Mexican restaurant. It's delicious.
1: Where? Which Mexican restaurant? When you got to Phoenix, which one?
3: Yeah, in Phoenix. But we got a wrap. Don't you hear the music? Do you think this is Nas? Hold on. Let me let me give me
1: give me a second here to listen to this.
3: Don't use your Shazam, you jerk face.
1: I'm not using Shazam. I'm trying to decide if I think this is Nas. You know what? I don't. I don't think it's Nas.
0: I think you're Shazamming at this point. You're taking too long.
3: Hell Nas. <laughs> Hell
1: I believe nas. it now.
0: Hell nas. yeah. Is this Nas or is it not nas? It's not Nas. See? No.
3: It is not Nas. I know these things. All right. Uh, Ramona Shelburne. We talk basketball with her next.
1: Hip hop, hop, hip hip hip, hip hip, 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 hop, and you don't stop. But rock it to the bang bang Bang, boogie. Say say, up jump, the boogie to the rhythm of the the boogie. The boogie boogie,
3: to the boogie
1: George. I was thinking that you and me could very easily, very, very easily be the Sugar Hill gang.
3: Move your feet. You see, I am one to Mike. and I'd like to say hello. To the, <inaudible> black, to the black, to the white, to the, the white, red, to the brown, the purple, and, and yellow. But first but I got to bang, 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 bang a boogie, boogie to the boogie. Say say up, say up, Jump to the boogie, up, Sap, Sap, to the bang, bang, bang boogie. Let's rock so you don't stop. Rock the rhythm, that'll make
1: your body rock. See, I'm telling you, we could do this whole song. I'm quite sure of it.
3: No, I can't do the whole song. That's about as far as I go. Oh, really? That's it? Come on, Hank, sing that song. I mean, I know a few other lines, but I don't know it in like concurrently. I
1: was thinking, I was wondering how far we could get into it.
3: That's about it. Like straight, without having to mess up. That's about it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Ramona knows "Baby Got Back," though she likes her mix a lot. That's her song. Hello, Ramona. Hi,
1: Momo. <laughs> How's it going, guys? <laughs> Momo, how much of "Rappers' Delight" can you do?
5: Um, I think I would need the background music. I, 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 I could probably go. I don't, I don't. I can't do it off the top of my head.
3: Oh, uh, I remember that uh, part. The Knicks play basketball. Yeah.
5: Hotel motel Holiday, Holiday Inn. Inn. That's, uh, if your
1: girl stops acting that's like up, now. then you take a friend. Yeah. Here
3: it is. Say what? Hotel motel Mo, Holiday, Holiday Inn. Inn.
5: Say what? Then you call her friend. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Tell
3: him, Momo. You tell him uh, yes. how many friends will Rob Polinka be calling before the trade deadline? That's what we want to know.
5: What is realistic? <laughs> that's good. Um, I think it's more of a move at the margin guys. Like, you know, there's the cam reddish thing that's been out there forever with the Knicks, like that kind of a, that kind of a deal. I mean, yeah. I, I just look, they the, the fact that they won last night without LeBron and, What's that now? They're four and, four and two in the last six games, you know, five and five since AD got hurt. That's, four out of the last five. That's yep, giving yep, them, yep. Yeah, four of the last five. I mean, they, you know, that's giving Rob and the front office reason to give them a chance. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll talk to other GMs around the league and say, like, if you were the Lakers, would you trade the picks? Uh, I haven't had one person say yes. Like, like, like I mean, literally, unless it's a franchise altering star. Those are those those two picks, I mean, I guess you could trade the picks and put encumbrances on them. You could, you know, top 10 protected, lottery protected, whatever. But then they're valuable. Those two picks are seen around the league as some of the most valuable future first-round picks in the league. Why? And you don't just okay, give those but up. Here, like here,
3: here's the thing, Ramona. So, Sporting News did a story the other day. I, I wish I could find it. I, uh-huh. I will find it and send it to you. And they did a story about picks yeah. that are anywhere between five to seven years out. And more yes. than half of them finished, I believe it was like 12 or lower, more than half, like like nearly 60-something percent of them. So it's like we think these picks are valuable, but we don't really know if those picks are valuable. Like I remember Boston was hoarding picks from the Nets forever. And they, or there was, like, a Sacramento pick that they had back in those days when they hoarded all those Nets picks, when they traded Kevin Garnett and all that stuff. The Sacramento pick ended up being, like, a pick in the 20s. You know what I mean? Like, and you would have thought, that's a lottery yeah. pick. Easy. You know, like, so we don't oh, really know.
5: I remember the Chris Paul trade. Remember that? It was all yeah. about the Clippers had this pick from Minnesota, the right. Minnesota future first. It ended up being, like, number 12 and they took Austin Rivers. I mean, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't that big a deal, but at the time it was seen as a big deal. Cap, to answer your question, why are those seen as really valuable first? Well, 2027 and 2029, those are presumably years when LeBron is no longer playing. And the Lakers have probably been, are probably pretty down in those years. If you think LeBron's gone and the cupboard is bare. And so, um, you know, <laughs> so wait, so so you're, you're saying you're that sort that the, of betting against the Lakers being good in the future.
1: Okay, so what you're saying is that the people you're talking to who say that they would not give up those picks because they're too valuable, the answer is the Lakers are going to need them because they won't have LeBron and AD,
5: right? Okay, all right, yeah, that makes a, I mean, that makes that's, some sense. that's the I mean, I, I think there's more, um, I, I think. Look, the the Lakers can do things. There are going to be players that you can, you know. Look, there's look at the teams that are that are starting to tank. Okay, so that so you know the first.
1: Wait, the first uh, oh, uh,
5: you know won some games, except right. Um, well, wait a second, you so broke I, I up got...
1: for a second, Ramon. Yeah, you okay, broke okay. up. So yeah, just back up real quick. Like Fifteen seconds. You seven. know, back it's up.
5: just the AirPods. It's the AirPods. Okay, you know. Sorry. I know. I just, sorry,
1: sorry. I just got a brand new pair yeah, for Christmas.
5: The, the AirPods do. I know. They do.
3: They do fade out, though. It's weird how they do that. I don't get. Yeah. That.
5: yeah, yeah. Or I think it pops out of your ear a little, like if you smile or something, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you you pop out. I don't know. I know my um, left one fits so, nice
1: and comfortably. My right one, I feel like I'm jamming it in my ear. Yeah, yeah. I, um, so start
3: over. You, you, do, you, you said teams are right. Teams are starting to tank, and right. you said somebody.
5: Yeah. So okay. So let's look at the teams that are starting to tank, or you know, I'm just being real with it, Okay. Charlotte's not. They're not winning a lot of games these days, right? They're starting to tank uh san antonio that's another team detroit uh, detroit's got young players so they might win some games here and there but they you know they don't they're not necessarily trying to win a lot of games now utah I, i don't think they're trying to tank but i think they've come back down to earth and they have some valuable players um there's a lot of good players on charlotte there's a lot of good players in utah there's good players in san antonio that i think can that that the lakers can target if they, if they just want to fill out the roster. Because when you look at this team, I, you know, there's two things that I, would, I've, I, that I think has stood out, which is um, when LeBron, AD, and Westbrook are together and they're healthy, um, they actually look like they can, they can win some games because Westbrook has, has bought into the six-man role and he's a valuable person in that role. Um, AD looks like he can be an MVP candidate when he's healthy. Um, but the rest, they, they just severely lack depth. They don't have enough good players and they don't have enough shooting at all. There's, there's some shooters out there, right? Like San Antonio, you get Doug McDermott's out in San Antonio, right? He's a good shooter. Um, Charlotte, PJ Washington, Terry Rozier can, can shoot by point guard. Like they've, they've got some Jordan Clarkson's another guy. You'll hear his name around in the next month or two. The only problem is all the other contending teams are looking for players too. Right. And you're going to be competing. And,
1: she must have smiled. Okay.
5: Um No, it's, I know it is. It's a, that's what you it smiled, is. You smiled, didn't you? Smiled. Don't I, smile. I, I did. I was talking. I yeah, smile. Um, just get serious and yeah, frown. <laughs> yeah, this is not a maybe happy topic. This okay, is a very really serious topic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I mean, there, there's there's players on those type of teams that that you can get, and then then you look at teams that are kind of up against the tacks that are maybe not great, you know, and and maybe that's Chicago or or uh, Washington. Uh, there's, there's a lot of teams that are, that are right near the tax that, that maybe aren't going to win this year. Toronto is another team that's kind of expensive. Um, yeah. and they're not doing very well right now. Um, Miami, who just came through here, they've got, um, they're just barely at 500. They're underachieving this year. Yep. And they have expensive players. Philly another team that, you know, they could use a little, uh, refresh, I guess is a, is a good way to put yeah. it. Um, and so uh, there's, there's a lot of, there's going to be a lot of, um, movement this year because of how strong the draft is but also um just there's a lot there's a lot of there's 10 teams that are in the luxury tax right so okay of those 10 teams um how many of them go to the conference finals four right yeah Mm -hmm. that means six teams are underachieving if you're in the luxury tax you should be you should be a team that's competing for a championship well six of those are not going to just do the math okay um and so I think there's there's just teams that have to get honest and real with th- themselves about where they really stand and how much money they're spending. Um, if right. the Lakers, there's two ways the Lakers need to make this decision, okay? And I'll, I can so lay So, by the way, for those
3: for those that are those that are wondering, the teams in the luxury yeah. tax, I will re- rattle them off in in order: okay. Clippers, Warriors, Nets, Bucks, Celtics, Lakers, Suns, Mavericks, Nuggets, Sixers.
5: Okay, so only four of those can be in the conference finals. Right. By definition.
3: Yeah.
5: Okay. Um, So which means six of them are going to underachieve and some of them already know it. (laughs) Some of them can already tell. Right. Um, And I think that you, you know, look at how the the, the Lakers have, you always look at assets as okay. Players first, right. Players are, can be traded for each other and they're, you know, young players have value, et cetera. Um, Then you look at draft picks, but the other asset the Lakers have and that if you're not, trade draft picks for right? Oh, there it goes again. I must've smiled. Okay. If you're not really, um, if you're not willing to trade these draft picks, okay, because they're so valuable and you don't think there's an all-star franchise game changing player out there, then you have to look at your cap space and the Lakers have $25 million in cap space this summer. Like their books are pretty clean. Thus far they have resisted adding any salary to those books. And there's a really good free agent class out there. Fred Van Lee, right? James Harden, potentially. Kyrie Irving, Chris Middleton. These are pretty good potential free agents coming up. Um, but if you, the best way to get somebody on your team right now is a trade. It's not necessarily waiting for free agency where you have competition and $25 million doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean you're signing a max player. It just means you're signing a good player. Um, if you're willing to go into your cap space for next year and the year after that, that's also an asset, and I think that's a different way of looking at the trade deadline as the Lakers approach it, right? If you're not willing to go into to, to move those future first because you don't want to hold on to them for something truly valuable, why not go into your cap space?
3: Okay, hmm. and how would they, how would they go about that? What would be an example of that?
5: Okay. So let's say um, okay, I'm just going to randomly throw out James Harden. Not that no, being for safe, sure, for right? sure, not right, an random, aggregation, yes. but let's say Philly wants to do that with James Harden, um, and he's under con- a player that's under contract for next year, and they have a player option for the fo- for the following year. If you or okay, I'll give you a different example: Mike Conley. Mike Conley's a guy whose name has been out there. I don't really think Utah wants to necessarily move him because he's so valuable as a veteran leader but let's say a Mike Conley or Kyle Lowry, those are guys who are under contract for next year. Um, You taking on their contract for next year, like if you're the Lakers, it eats into your future cap space, which means you are not going to be a player in free agency, but you get the player, right? And you get them already under contract. And let's say it's a guy like Kyle Lowry who is underperformed on his current contract. And I'm sure Miami is not thrilled to be paying him that much money for the underproduction he's given them. That's seen as an asset. Maybe you don't have to trade a draft pick to get a player who makes a lot of money. Like, there's a lot of teams that have taken on.
3: Right. There are teams that want to get out of contracts that are beyond this year, and the Lakers can help facilitate that because they have cap space for next year.
5: Correct. And they've worked really hard to create that cap space. So I don't think they give that up lightly. But if you want to hold on to, it's like you can't have it both ways. You can't hold your draft picks and your cap space, and still think you're going to get a really good player. Okay,
3: if you were, if you, okay, Does that makes like, sense. Yes, 100. percent And Cap, are you following? Probably not. As no,
1: well. I'm not anymore. I, I've, I'm on Twitter now.
3: Yeah, yeah. He's. he's <laughs> I thought that was clear. <laughs> That's tough. You and I can finish this conversation then. Um, all right, so let me ask you this. Who, are, who do you think realistically could get traded somewhere between January 15th, when pretty much everyone is unlocked, and the trade deadline, I believe, February 9th or whatever it is? Um, now, look, Boyan Bogdanovich, right? Like, that's a name that everybody's now talking about. Like, he's clearly one, right?
5: Uh, I don't know. Oh, uh, no. Re- whoa. I like him. Yeah, you mean, and he's already been traded once, right? And they they sort of wanted him. Um, I think that, I think, I think that Charlotte is a, is a, is a team that I think will be doing that, that, so like, a, like, guys a Terry, on
3: that like a Terry Rozier is what you're saying.
5: Yeah. Or, 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 or PJ Washington. He's got, he's a potential free agent next year. Right. Young guy. Um, yeah. Do they want to? Yeah. Young guy, pretty good shooter. Um, Atlanta is another team I would watch John Collins. Mm-hmm. Like that team is underachieved, right? Those are, those are, uh, Washington has got some decisions to make. Do they, you know, if they're if they're not going to be winning, do you want to get something for Kuzma while you can? Um, do you want to? You know, there's there's a lot of teams that are Wait. in. Toronto's another one. Ognenovski. Um, uh, what his name has uh, been out there saying, quite a bit. Are you saying a Kuz reunion potentially? I mean, he's kind of the, the, that. That is something they need, <laughs> right? But it takes a lot to get somebody good, right? And if you're not willing to give up the pick, then I don't think you're in that conversation.
3: So
1: hold I, on, let me just so, ask you I mean, a quick is, question though.
5: Are, are you saying yeah. do you do you
1: think that the Lakers will make a move exclusively by utilizing one of the picks, or do you think there's a way that the Lakers can make a move without touching either of the two picks?
5: That's what she just said. I think there's a way they can make a move without touching either of the two picks. Well, I just
1: got back from Twitter, George. Might be. Um
5: do you think now, let me let me let me do this in really let me do this in really, really dumbed down version, okay? Thank you. Thank you. I think they only move the picks, okay? Okay, really, really super simple, okay? Yeah. I think they only move the picks if they're getting an all-star back, one or both of the picks. I think they only do a deal involving one or both of the picks if they're getting an all-star back. And that's hard to come by at this time of the okay. year.
1: Uh, make one last prediction before we go, which is will, yeah. Russ, will Russ be on this team at the end of the year, or does Russ, has he done enough to make everybody around the league go, you know what, I'd like to have Russ. Is Russ more tradable now? Will he get traded? No.
5: I don't think he gets traded. I think he's on the team the rest of the year. Brody and I have never wavered from that standpoint.
3: Brody
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Never> Scott,
5: <wavered. laughs>
3: Scott wanted me to wanted me to call Russ Brody in the middle of my in in the, my interview walk off interview yesterday. Should I have done it?
2: You
5: know what? Do you know each other? Not really. Like okay, no. Like if you know each other a little bit, like if you if you and Russ have had a vibe over the years, then okay. I don't think He's I would that, do that. He's not the kind of guy that you can do that with. Right. That's like, what I'm saying. I will say this. Darvin Ham went out of his way yesterday to praise Russell Westbrook's defense. Like, I feel like Russ has done well in the role that he has um, accepted, and that has been the reason why the Lakers have done anything so far this year because it was really bad the first five games of the year. And I think a lot of the credit goes to Russell and Darvin Ham, but I don't think that's enough to make other teams around the league say, oh, we want to go – Take on that forty-seven million dollars salary. Darvin Ham
3: has had one of the toughest jobs in the entire NBA. Oh yeah, year. that that man deserves a medal at the end of this year.
1: By the way, the way the team played last yeah. night that tells you how he is coaching these guys to play with heart. Yeah, yeah.
5: yeah. and and, um, and look, that was a, that was a good win. That was a, I thought that was a good yeah. win last night. That was a classic. That was a classic game where like LeBron's taking the night off. I mean, I guess he had cold symptoms or whatever, You know. Uh, that was a lot, you know, first night off after a long road trip. That was a, you're playing against a heat team that's been rested. And I, uh, you know, guess they were in Los Angeles all week. So that's, but.
3: Yeah. M- Ramona, uh, Laura's trying we'll this new to thing. We're trying the- they want it. Laura, Laura and I uh, and us here, we're trying this new thing where we're playing music, going to break. It's kind of like the rap sign. What Do you, do you like it?
5: Okay. I think I, like I do. Yeah. 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 I like the vibe. Like Ramona, do you know is if this you a- saying goodbye to me.
1: Do you know if this is a Nas song? Is this Nas or Hell Nas? I do not know that. Hmm. I'm going to go with this is a Nas song. It's
5: definitely not Hell Nas.
1: (laughs) I think this is a Nas song. Laura, is it or is it not?
5: It is. Yeah. Wow, Cappy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like he's being like, no, no, yes. He was. I I, would have played no Nas song.
1: Or or he's
3: Shazamming. Yeah.
1: I'm not Shazamming. I'm not
3: Shazamming. Momo. Thank you for joining us and putting up with our Tom. Ford. How's Phoenix?
5: Is it raining there? Is it there? No, it, it's, you know,
3: it, it's nice. Yeah. It's it's a little cloudy, but yeah. it's not raining. It rained here apparently before I got here. So a couple days ago.
5: So, I, you know, every, it's like, it's always raining during winter break. Like I'm home with, I'm home with the boys and I'm like, yeah. where am I going to go? It's pouring rain. This sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we have to just color in the coloring book all day. It's like just. What are we doing?
1: I don't know. Put the little one in a baby bjorn and go play slots at Yamava. What do you think of that?
5: There you go. Do I, do I take the four-year-old with me? Like, what? Yeah. There'll be places one. for him
3: to go. I mean, I know you know, teach him about them. the slots. like a
5: man with four children. <laughs> teach,
3: teach, teach him about the slots. And you know what? You can down some tequila mandala, too, while you're at it. You know? There you go. <laughs> Tell Daniel, Daniel, go play the slots. I got some tequila mandala. Baby bjorn on. We're good. I love it. I love it. See you, Momo.
5: Daniel Daniel talked to George today. Yeah,
3: He did. We did. We spoke on the phone. We had a good conversation. We did.
5: I I thought you really opened some things up. All right. Have a good one. I know the music's done, which means it's time for me to go, right? Bye, Momo. (laughs) See you, Momo.
3: (laughs) Bye. There she is. Ramona Shelbert. Intrepid ESPN NBA insider and reporter and uh, friend of the program. Thanks, Christopher. All right, Funchy, you take it away. We got about six or seven minutes here.
6: Thank you, uh, Sedano. Uh,
2: The uh, title of this first one is Ron Rivera's an Idiot. Um, Washington Commanders coach Ron Rivera acknowledged that he wasn't aware that his team could have been and is eliminated from the playoffs with Sunday's loss to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I know I made a bit of a gaffe yesterday, not realizing that we could get knocked out of the playoffs, but to be honest with you, I never thought that we could lose. I was anticipating winning. I was anticipating our game against Dallas on Sunday it was going to be flex today 30 slots. So uh big deal no did that Ron Rivera didn't know this player that his uh, team was going to be eliminated from playoffs with that loss last Sunday.
3: It is a big deal, but I would say he can be absolved if they change this thing to the top eight teams in the AFC, you kinda have to do it in the NFC, even though that wasn't in the reporting today on Pro Football Talk. And if that's the case, your number eight seed in the NFC are the Washington Commanders.
1: But I think it's pretty funny because when they asked him at the press conference about being, you know, eliminated, he's like, "What? Really? No, I, I didn't even know." And then he did what coaches do, which is, "I'm solely focused on winning this game." And by the way, I love Ron Rivera. I happen to love the guy, but he has—he's uh, really caught a lot of heat for uh,
2: apparently not really knowing. Can I tell you guys something? I'm a—I'm a closet Washington Commanders fan. I grew up a really? Washington Commanders fan. Yes, um, wow. been a cool Commanders fan my whole life. This pissed me off so much. I mean, how can you not know with Sunday's loss that you're gonna be eliminated from the playoffs? And plus, he started Carson Wentz instead of Taylor he- Height Haneke. Yeah,
3: yeah, what is he doing there? I didn't like he
2: wanted to, to lose. Carson yeah. Wentz, you talk
1: about a guy who was like wasn't he he was the number two overall pick because Goff was the number one overall pick? Yeah. Jared Goff has moved on, and Jared Goff is showing people he's a legit NFL quarterback. He may not be a top five or a top ten. But he's a legit starter.
3: Carson Wentz, trash, done. Well, yeah, the me- knee, after the knee injury, he was toast.
2: Yeah, remember there were like you know Jared Goff or Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is better, you know, even though he's a number two pick or whatever.
3: I do remember that, but what I would add is that um, I- I'd never been a Carson Wentz guy. I used to get a lot of grief on around the horn Just- when I used to say that Carson Wentz wasn't that good. And
2: like, I'd how sight- can you start Carson Wentz? He hadn't played in almost a month. Taylor Heineke was getting into the playoffs, and then you do this. Ron Rivera, I hate you. All right, guys. Uh, Wow, a lot of hate. I really really hate him, yes, yes, yes. Uh, In Ohio news, as Lindsay would say – the greatest hitter of all time, Pete Rose, placed the first sports bet in Ohio history, and what did he bet on? He betted on the Cincinnati Reds to win a World Series, even <laughs> though he's banned from the sport for gambling. For that's I funny mean, betting betting on the Reds, you know. So, is this a big deal? No deal. Scott Kaplan.
1: No, no big deal. No big deal. Um, I think it's funny. You know, I think it's really, <laughs> really funny that Pete, his first bet, could be on on the Cincinnati Reds, but. It's no big deal. Everybody knows Pete's story by now. Everybody knows his deal. George, I used to work with Pete a long time ago. Oh, I
3: remember, yes.
1: And I can I can remember one night being in his restaurant, and he comes up to me and he goes, Cap, Georgetown versus Syracuse tonight, who do you like? I'm like, I don't freaking know. What do I know? I don't know anything. He's like, well, I mean, come on, man, help me out. I'm like, bro, I don't know, man. I mean, you're talking about things I don't understand. He was way ahead of his time.
3: Gambling
2: now, everybody's into gambling. Back then, ooh, yeah. taboo.
3: Yeah. Uh, no deal. Great troll, though. Next.
2: <laughs> All right, guys. I'll just be the last one. Uh, LeBron reveals that he listens to classical music. Uh, oh, I
1: thought you were going to say LeBron listens to Sedano and Cap, which he definitely no does. No chance. He does. He does. No he chance. Does. He
2: definitely does. <laughs> on LeBron's The Shop on HBO, we'll be making a season five premiere soon. Uh, he was asked about what kind of music he listens to before working out. Before while working out or before games, he says, I'm super excited when I get to Arena and I get to the Arena probably like five hours before the game starts. When I get there, I go right to the weight room and I listen to DMX. And then when I leave the weight room, I got to calm down. And when I'm listening to old school jazz or I listen to a lot of Beethoven. So LeBron listening to classical music, big deal, no deal, Sedano.
3: No deal. I mean, that's cool. Everybody has different musical interests. And as you get older, your musical interests tend to expand. So that's not a big deal to me.
1: Not a big deal to me. I like to hear what he's yeah. talking about, though. I like to hear what he's listening. I like to know what's on the playlist. But again, I think it would be appropriate if LeBron would say on the shop, the other thing I'm listening to is there's these two guys on the home of the Lakers. They're called oh, Sedano geez. and Cap. <laughs> this Kaplan guy, he really knows his stuff when it comes to basketball. Sedano, eh, <laughs> eh, whatever. But yeah, this Kaplan no guy, that is he really, thing. really knows the NBA well.
3: Uh, I have one for you. Ready? Big deal or no deal. Devontae Adams says he wants a say in the Raiders' next quarterback, Scott Kaplan.
1: I would say that's a somewhat big deal because he made a commitment to the Raiders. He didn't necessarily make a commitment to Derek Carr, although that's what most of us thought he was doing. So if Devontae Adams is telling the Raiders, hey, I'm here, even though I wanted to play with my boy and you guys decided he ain't playing here anymore. So. I'm here, I'm good, I'm committed, but let me at least have a say in our next quarterback. I don't know if they will, but I like that he's asking for it.
3: But you don't like when LeBron and AD have input on the roster.
1: Well, LeBron and AD don't have input. They make decisions. Devontae Adams is asking if he can have a seat at the table. I mean, LeBron's like, sign this guy. Get rid of that guy. Devontae's just like, I'm committed. Can we please get Tom Brady?
3: You want Tom Brady? Well, you know, yeah, it's been Raiders.
1: like the rumor that Tom Brady's yeah, going to reunite. Yeah, Josh McDaniel. Right.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see it. Ugh. Enough. Oh, give, me,
1: give me a couple more years of Tom Brady. No, give me, enough. Give me Tom Brady on the Raiders. Amazing.
3: Enough. Take all right, enough that all day, every sweat. day. Big deal, no deal each and every day at 630 Jason. sometimes a little later. Rarely earlier. Uh, <laughs> dealers' choice in our final segment. Our first Dealers' Choice of the Year, Cappy. It's That's all right. you. That's we'll right. We'll do that coming up next.
4: Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Yeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured it was green and good the playmaking splash shifted the tempo another great cocktail from the hypnotic team every season is hypnotic and tequila season hypnotic liqueur bardstown kentucky 17 alcohol by volume hypnotic reminds you to think wisely drink wisely 10 seconds on the clock how many things can you name that are always growing your relationships your skills your customer base how about businesses on shopify
3: To this is when he gets to Russia. Uh, First man. Man. Yeah, they drive him to the, uh, the remote location to train. And Polly's like, what is this? <laughs> this is what you instructed. <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> yes. What the hell is this? What are we supposed to do here? You can't we, don't have t- we don't have cable TV. Yo, Paulie, just relax. What was Paulie's
1: name? Bert. What was his name in real life? Bert Bert Winters? something.
3: Yeah. Bert? I, I, hold on. I'll tell you right now. Um, do you know that this movie, Rocky IV, do you, do you know how many minutes of the entire movie is montage? Um,
1: you've told me this before. But I don't remember the exact Bert name. Young. Young. Bert,
3: Bert Young. Bert Young. Bert Young. So there it's are 91, 91 minutes. Mm-hmm. is the movie, okay? Mm-hmm. The entire movie. How many do you think is a montage like this, a musical montage? Say about 30 minutes. You're close, 29. Yeah, it's third like a third, third of, of the movie. movie. <laughs> a third of the movie is just a musical montage. Incredible stuff. So, uh thank you Christopher for uh, all that today. That was great. Uh Cappy, it's dealer's choice. What do you got?
1: Well, George, I think today in Dealer's Choice, I'm going to address two members of the Circle of Trust community. Uh, th- these two members uh, are doing, you know, really amazing work. The first one is Casper Villa. We all know how creative he is, and I'll get to him in a second. And the second one is Dead Meow 5 who you, by the way, have given a job to do, which is to monitor the CappyCast every day. And let you know if I'm like all of a sudden picking the Chargers to win, you know, down in San Diego, but not here in LA.
3: Well, we got to have someone keep tabs on you.
1: Right. So Dead Meow Five cabin takes this seriously, just so you know. I mean, he, he's, doing, he's doing the work. Okay. He's watching the YouTube channel. He's listening on, on different audio podcast platforms. He's probably going to watch tonight on television coming up here at seven o'clock tonight. Dead Meow Five is doing the work, George. And um, one of the things I've been talking about on the Cappycast recently is I just got a pair of black Nike Air Force Ones. Mm-hmm. Now, I have committed myself to no longer wearing dress shoes. I don't want to wear any loafer. I don't want any. T- I want my feet to be comfortable at all times. Over the holidays, I went to a Christmas party and I only have a pair of white Nike Air Force Ones and I wore them to the party. And every guy at the party who was wearing black loafers, black dress shoes, was like, oh, dude, I'm so jealous you're wearing sneakers. Gosh, I wish I was wearing sneakers. But I felt kind of dumb because they were all white. So I said, why don't I get a pair of all black Nike Air Force Ones because I really like them. They're comfy. Why don't I get a pair of all black ones, and those will be in place of dress shoes. You follow me? Mm -hmm. Now I'm being told that I can't wear my black Nike Air Force Ones Because that, like, means that I want smoke. In other words, if Beto and I go taco tasting in East L.A. and middle-aged white guy shows up in his all-black Nike Air Force Ones, we got a problem. Does anybody know? Because Dead Meow is now ratting me out, George, all over the circle of trust. Is there a problem with me wearing black Nike Air Force Ones that I don't
3: know about? Um, If you wear those, like, you're a ba- You're like a badass. You're not someone to be trifled with, basically. And you don't fit that. So if someone sees you wearing them, there may be a dude who be like, oh, you think you're bad? I'm going to show you how bad I am. And then you're in trouble because you're not that bad.
2: Tappy, what, uh, when you wear Black Air Force Ones, you're telling the world that you're into criminal things. I am? Yeah.
1: Well, wait a second. Hold on. First of all, I'm not into criminal things. I'm into comfortable feet. Okay? I like my feet to be very comfortable. Secondly, I decided to get the black Air Force Ones that have kind of the brown bottom, so there's a little bit of what I would think of as kind of like fashion to them.
2: So you didn't get all black, 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 black.
1: I mean, look on, look on the, look, uh, look on Twitter. Um, look See, at-
3: I, I mean, I get what you're saying, Funchy. That's more of a stereotype. I would say though, the if you like, and maybe De- and Dead Meow and Beto and the people in the Sedano and Kept Circle of Trust. Basically, you crazy AF if you're wearing those. Black oh, Air Force One. Oh, okay, ones. so George and and Ooh. I and if you wear them, people are going to think you're that dude, and they're going to test you. You are okay. not
2: that dude. You got okay, the gum sole too, man. The gum sole. Now, what does the gum sole mean? That's the brown brown bottom, the gum sole.
1: Okay, so does that mean that I'm I'm like no, normal and I, mean, I don't want kinda, trouble? Kind
2: of, yeah, a little bit. If you had all black, a black sole, then you are into criminal stuff.
1: Okay, I just want to say one thing. On one hand, I'm not trying to be Mister Tough Guy. I'm trying to be Mister Comfortable Feet Guy. Okay, I'm trying to be Mr. Replace Dress Shoes guy with black sneakers. That's number one. Number two. I mean,
3: you couldn't you couldn't ch- have chosen a million other sneakers? that are.
1: I, made- I, I like these white Air Force Ones that I have. I decided to go with black. I didn't know that there was some message that I was sending to the people. But the other thing is this. If somebody sees me and they're like, yo, see that guy right there? He got them black Air Force Ones? Oh, we got some problem. But then don't you kind of look at me and go, but wait a second. Why would that guy wear those shoes? if he knows that that's nothing but trouble. There's got to be something wrong with this guy. Like, maybe this guy is a 12th-degree black belt in karate, Or perhaps this guy, you know, is an MMA fighter and I don't want to mess with him. Or perhaps he's even a cop. I, I don't know, man. I just... To me, they're just sneakers, but everybody's telling me that I can't wear them around town.
2: Wear them at your own risk, man. Funchy, would you rock these? I would rock them, but I don't know... Oh, man. I... I'll tell you what, I saw one of our interns wearing some black Air Force Ones, and I was like, I don't want to mess with you, man. I don't want to mess with you. Okay,
1: well, I'm not trying to send that signal, but if that's the signal you're receiving, don't mess with me.
2: I don't mess with you, Cap.
1: No, but you know, I I could go crazy. (laughs) No, you could, man. All right, that's number one. Number two in dealer's choice, George. So, you know, I've been taking a lot of heat from the circle of trust about the Chargers, who are now, nobody's a fan but now everybody wants him to win the Super Bowl, just because right. everybody wants to see me look like an ass. Okay?
3: It would also be a kind of a cool story too.
1: Yeah, maybe. Uh, for you, not for me. So Casper Via today produced a video, and um, he tried to explain to people, you know, kind of where I'm at
3: on all. Well, of and he things. also recreated the "Leave Britney Alone" thing.
1: Oh, is that what that whole thing was supposed to be? I didn't. Yes. Guess. not did,
3: oh. did you not know that? No. Oh God. Bless.
1: I just thought this was Casper being Casper.
3: I actually loved the line he used about Steve Mason, which was hilarious. But you had no idea that that was. The, do you know what we're even talking about when I no, say what, is the, Leave what is the "Leave Britney Alone" thing?
0: Leave Britney alone.
3: <laughs> yeah. It was, was like that? a viral video. Of some Britney Spears, it was super like fifteen fan. years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That went all, that went super viral because everybody was getting on Britney and they did the whole and and this person did the leave Britney alone and the specific way that person said it
0: leave Britney alone
3: like crying it was it was it became like a, a funny so funny thing.
0: you brought it up because greg actually said i don't know if people are gonna get the reference and i was like we all get it he's like yeah but look at our age group and uh kind of makes sense though
3: yeah but i, I feel like it. the age group in this audience like is all generally in their 30s and 40s yeah, for yeah no, most no, no. Part.
0: but i get the quite mo- happy you know the core
3: audience of this of this radio station is in their 30s and 40s and then you know the the rest of it, whether it's younger or older, is less and less of a percentage. So you're saying Cappy, since he's not in his thirties and forties, did not. Get
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> so here's so here's um here's what Casper Via put out today. Let me play a little piece
0: of audio for you. He didn't okay. get anything that worked clowning him, but okay, no, no I didn't get it.
1: <laughs> See, it doesn't work if I don't get it. So here's a little bit of what Casper was trying to explain to the circle of trusted. Except today. not
3: explaining, except also doing a bit.
1: Yeah, which I didn't understand. But go ahead and play. Oh,
3: jeez. Whatever the cause of Scott
4: Kaplan not wanting to support the Chargers, it's none of my business. And it's none of yours. The only thing the world needs to know is that Scott Kaplan is appreciative and loved by his fans. Leave him alone! (laughs) Can't you just see he's enduring a lot? He lost his beloved team from San Diego for decades and they came to Los Angeles.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had no idea this was like a spinoff of, of the Britney yeah. Spears video. No idea yeah. at all. Went Laura, right play over the my head.
3: Leave all- Britney
6: Alone. How f***ing dare anyone out there make fun of Britney after all she's been through? She lost her aunt. She went through a divorce. She had two f-ing kids. Her husband turned out to be a user, a cheater, and now she's going through a custody battle. All you people care about is readers and making money off of her. She's a human. Leave Britney alone.
1: That's
3: that's what he was doing. That's
1: what he didn't going know for. that, and now it's even funnier.
3: But uh, The best line in Casper's whole video, if you watch it, and it's in the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust, um, is he says, Steve Mason was a Denver Broncos fan. (laughs) Nobody gave him crap for that. (laughs) Which is all true. Steve Mason is such a bandwagoner, if you think about it. Yeah, it was great. He was a Chargers fan at one point. He was a Broncos fan because of Juan. Now he's a Rams fan again. Like, come on.
1: Well, I want to send a shout out to Casper. Um, I didn't get it, but I loved it. I loved it before I knew what it was, and now I love it even more. And shout out to Dead Meow Five because George he is doing the work you've asked him to do, which is to monitor the Cappy cast. And now oh God, I got a whole situation on my hands with these black Nike Air Force Ones. All right, Cappy. I don't know what I'm going to do. Should I return them? Should I rock them?
2: Hey guys, I I, one uh, another thing with the black Air Force Ones. Uh, Mike Tomlin gave the team the whole the whole team a pair of black Air Force Ones, like uh, at the beginning of the season, to kind of right, get the right. tough guy image going. You know right, I'm to do? get the image of you the tough guy thing. All yeah, right,
1: yeah. you know what I'm gonna do? If if anybody asks me about my black Air Force Ones, I'm gonna be like, "Yo, Mike Tomlin gave them to me." Hmm. There you go. So I'm cool. I'm good. Anybody right, sees Kathy. me wearing my black Air Force Ones, leave me alone.
3: Yep. All right, Cappy, you in the, the big C Y tomorrow. I'm doing a game, so.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: <laughs> Cappy. Yeah, He's off. I
3: Check the schedule. Yeah,
1: I did, but you know the schedule's all screwed up. It's Have a TBD. It?
0: Yeah,
3: I
1: think. It's all screwed up. It's the dates are all wrong. And, it's a,
3: it's and since Lindsay's out, you got Bergman in tomorrow. Really, no Funchy.
2: No, I got no, Lakers no tomorrow, man.
3: He's got Lakers tomorrow, so you got a short show. Then there's Nas right there. Hell, Nas. All right, one love. Great job, Cappy, Funchy, Laura. We'll talk to you mañana. One love.